0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cast It Into The Fire podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Sherry. We are back to the Fellowship of the Ring, starting Chapter 10, Strider. Now, when we left off, the Hobbit Travelers were staying at the Prancing Pony Inn in Bree, and Frodo made a embarrassing drawing attention to himself mishap in the common room that involved him slipping the ring off and disappearing and everyone getting alarmed and suspicious. So, you know, totally risking blowing his cover on the quest. And also, he was called aside by a mysterious figure called Strider who was kind of a shady-looking individual that they didn't necessarily trust. And so with with that, they head back to their hobbit rooms.
1: Though Strider had asked to have, like, a private word in the previous chapter. So...
0: So, yes, Frodo at this point has had both Strider and the innkeeper, Butterbur, say they wanted a private word with him. And he's like, is he going to get to sleep at all that night? And they get back to their rooms. Everybody's there except for Mary... And they find Strider is already there, just sitting in the chair.
1: They didn't realize it until they'd uh,
0: banked up the fire a bit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, brought some more light onto the subject in the parlor, and there he was.
0: Strider introduces himself, said that. Frodo had promised to have a quiet talk with him, and when Frodo asks him what he has to say, he says, there are several things, but he has his price, and he can give some good advice, but he'll want a reward, and of course, Frodo... Thinks, you know, what's this gonna cost him? He doesn't have all that much money with him and um, If this Stranger wants to take his money. He doesn't have enough to satisfy And Strider says that what he wants is he wants them to take him with them on their journey until he wishes to leave them. And Frodo. of course, he's not looking for another companion on the journey and he doesn't trust Strider. He doesn't know enough about him. And he says, you know. Almost as much that he doesn't... Know enough about Strider and his business. And he's not looking for another companion. And, yeah, Strider's reaction to this is so excellent. You know, you're finally using your common sense here. Because you've been careless so far, which... He has been.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, how many times have they... Made loud drawing attention to themselves singing so far.
1: Yeah. And this won't. Talking where they'd be overheard, uh, the ring, you know, it's just kind of.
0: <laughs> and Strider says that he'll tell. He'll tell them what he knows and leave it up to Frodo whether he will take Strider along after, after this. And Frodo asks him, okay, well, what do you know? And Strider starts off with too much, too many dark things. And as soon as uh, he brings up photos, business, he quickly gets up and, like, checks at the door to make sure there's nobody listening at it.
1: Which is a good idea.
0: And he says that he, he has quick ears, but he cannot disappear and has hunted many wild and weary things and can usually avoid being seen if he wishes. But he noticed four hobbits coming out of the Downlands. And they were talking to Tom Bombadil. And overheard them saying that the name Baggins must not be mentioned. And he's Mr. Underhill if any name must be given. And that interested him. So he followed them and slipped over the gate just behind them. Into Bree... So that was the shadowy figure kind of slipping over the gate. That at first it kind of looks like Tolkien is hinting that one of the black riders is there, but
1: yeah. The <laughs> night when I first read that I was thinking that initially too.
0: And maybe Mr. Baggins has an honest reason for leaving his name behind, but if so, he would advise him and his friends to be more careful. Now, this makes Frodo even more suspicious. I mean, after all, this guy has been following him and eavesdropping on him all this time.
1: And it shows how lax Frodo has been. (laughs)
0: And yet i I feel like how lax they've been only improves a little bit later.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, I've read a little ahead, and there's still too lax. I would like to think I would have done things better and differently in some way. At least,
0: knock off the singing.
1: Well, yeah, the singing for sure.
0: And Strider says that. Okay, photo. Actually, he he kind of uh, turns it back on Strider that. He may have an honest reason for spying and eavesdropping, but if so, I should advise him to explain it. And Strider says that he has been looking for a hobbit called Frodo Baggins and wanted to find him quickly because he learned that he was carrying out of the Shire a secret that concerned him and his friends. And uh, right away Frodo stands up, Sam does also... They're expecting trouble. To which Strider says that he will take more care of their secret than them. And... To watch every shadow because black horsemen have passed through Bree. They've come on Monday down the Greenway... And another came up the Greenway also. Now, if you remember, the Greenway is the north to south road um, on the west side of Breetown. So it's not actually in Breetown itself. It's just outside of it. Yeah. And Furno realises that, like, the way that even the innkeeper had talked to them earlier, that he must have heard something, and... Sorry, the gatekeeper and the, the innkeeper seemed to have heard something, too. And why had they been pressed to join their company in the common room? Well, they still didn't have to accept... and actually strider's next words is that they should not have t- done that.
1: Yeah. Well, it could have been just being cordial. Uh, if you were an innkeeper, you would invite people to come down and join the others and
0: Oh yeah, but they didn't have ha- to do. They didn't have to do it, and if you know. they did, they could have just gotten some uh food or drink quietly and, and not made up. up
1: yes sat there and listened to everybody else's chatter.
0: And photo is you know, started to ask if he thinks that Butterbur might be Oh maybe he doesn't finish the sentence but it trouble Yeah. Strider doesn't think so, but...
1: Now, hadn't Gandalf said something about meeting up with Butterbur? Yeah, and
0: Butterbur forgot it because Butterbur forgets stuff.
1: But... That right there would tell me if if Gandalf is recommending it, him, then I should be okay with him. Right. So...
0: Yeah, Butterbur doesn't really trust Strider, who comes across as, you know, a mysterious vagabond, Mm -hmm. who looks kind of rascally. But he still would like Frodo... Strider would still like Frodo to explain what happened at the end of the song, which, you know, Frodo was quick to say it was an accident, but Schreider correctly points out that that makes their position dangerous and Frodo says oh hardly more than it was already no yes much more than it was already Uh, because he knew the horsemen were already pursuing him but now he thinks they've missed him they've gone on their way the Strider, you know, tells me shouldn't count on that. They will return. More are coming. And he knows their number, and he knows those riders. And there are some folk in Bree who can't be trusted, including Bill Fernie. And he's got... Bill Fernie has a bad reputation. And, quote-unquote, queer folk call it his house. And also that southern stranger who had um, left with him right after Frodo's accident. And Bill Fernie would sell anything to anybody or make mischief for amusement. And one thing that Fernie could sell is news or information about um, what Frodo was seen doing in the inn. And most likely everyone will have heard about it and they would hardly even need to know his real name. And Frodo can do as he likes, yeah, take Strider as a guide or not. But he knows all the lands between the Shire and the Misty Mountains because he's walked over them for so many years. And is older than he looks. And they're going to have to not go on the road after this because the horsemen are going to be watching it. And even if they get out of brie, they might have not have trouble you know right away, and when the sun is up, but once they're out in the wild, far from help, the um horsemen will you know catch up with them and
1: attack now they're not really armed much at all.
0: They each have um, basically a big knife.
1: And Strider his I believe sword is broken. And his sword is broken. Yeah. And I haven't seen any effort on him trying to acquire a different one.
0: I kind of assume Strider had other I mean yeah i'm on some level I'm thinking of the movie where he's also got a bow and yeah,
1: but
0: in... it's not actually there's
1: no indication yet that it's anything Strider him. is at least
0: going to know how to fight, none of those uh hobbits will.
1: Yeah, but he would do better to have something his size and not broken.
0: Like I understand why that sword, as will come up later, is special, and he wants to get it specially reforged, but
1: I would keep it. Keep it in the and back burner and get himself
0: a not broken regular sword.
1: That's right. You can always uh, trade him out when you fix your broken one. What broke it?
0: Stopping uh, Sauron. And it broke. Yeah. What's Sauron made of? That is an interesting question. I mean, Sauron is not human. He's a uh, Maiar. That that's more like on the level with like an angelic being, or in the case of Sauron, more of a very
1: uh, fallen. Uh... <laughs> like that. Something stronger than his sword. <laughs> Obviously.
0: You now, there, there are more than one incident in this story where somebody um, stabs some kind of a supernatural being and it wrecks the sword afterwards. Yeah. And my take is that's one of them. So, the sword had, um, belonged to his ancestor, who was the one who defeated Sauron the first time back in... Yeah, hey. Yeah, Nim's here, too. Don't have to wake up all growling, him.
1: Yes, I'll pet you. Okay, back to...
0: So, yes, the sword had originally belonged to his ancestor, Elendil, and that's the one that he used defeating Sauron in battle. Not permanently. I mean, he's still around in a weaker form, gathering strength. Yeah. So, anyway, back Back to the the story at hand, Um, Strider says that the riders are terrible and the look on his face is actually like as if he was in pain and he's clenching the arms of his chair, which means he knows more of them and probably had some sort of experience with them before. I don't exactly know under what circumstances because it's not like those riders were normally hanging around that part of Middle Earth for that long. Mm -hmm. So they'll have to leave by tomorrow if they can and Strider can take them on paths that Others are not going to know, like through the wilds instead of on the road, if they will have him. And the hobbits think about it some, and Samwise says no because Strider warns them to be more careful, and. He agrees and they should be careful beginning with him, don't trust him. He knows something already and he could be leading them out into some dark place far from help as he had himself had put it before about the riders. Mm-hmm. Pippin didn't answer. And Frodo is still uncertain. He thinks that Strider isn't appearing as he really is. And he would talked like he was Brie Folk at first, but his voice has changed. And if he's really somebody that they can trust, why the disguise? Who is he? And what? how much does he really know about their business? And how does he know it? Now, I wouldn't have called that a disguise, not really. Yeah. And <laughs> Strider notes he's picking up the lesson in, in caution, but caution is one thing and wavering is another. And they'll never get to Rivendell on their own, and to trust him is their only chance, and they have to make up their mind. But He will answer some of the questions. But why would they believe him if they don't trust him already? Right as he's about to say something, there's a knock on the door, and it's Mr. Butterbur and Knob, and they've brought hot water with them. And Butter Burr has finally remembered that he was to look out for hobbits from the Shire and one by the name of Baggins in particular. And Frodo, you know, once again, he's like, what has that got to do with me? And <laughs> he's been told that this Baggins will be going by the name of Underhill and was given a description that fits him well enough. And Frodo was like, "Okay, give me the description." A stout little fellow with red cheeks, which uh, Pippin thinks that's funny and <laughs> Sam looks annoyed. Mm-hmm. But that's uh you now right, really pointed out that describes most hobbits. Then goes on taller than some, fairer than most, and he has a cleft in his chin, a perky chap with a bright eye. So I guess uh, that's what uh, Frodo looks like.
1: <laughs> well, if he's fooling Gandalf, yeah.
0: And, yes, it was Gandalf who told him to watch out for Baggins. And they say he's a wizard, but he's a good friend of his anyway, whether or not he's a wizard. And he doesn't know what he'll have to say if he sees him again. Turn all my ale sour or me into a block of wood, I shouldn't wonder. He's a bit hasty. But what's done can't be undone. And Frodo was like, well, what have you done? And so what happened was Gandalf three months back had walked into his room and, um, and then Barley he'll be off in the morning and will he do something for him? He, he doesn't have any time but he wants a message taken to the Shire and if anyone if there's anyone he can send and trust to go he needs to and he says he can find someone tomorrow, maybe, or the day after, and he's like, make it tomorrow, and he gives the letter. So Gandalf gave him a letter that he didn't forward.
1: Well, it's like our postal service of today.
0: <laughs> a letter that was um, addressed to Mr. Frodo Baggins Baggin Hobbiton in the Shire, and Mr. Butterbur is very proud that he can read. Which, I guess, um, means most of the people around there can't. And, a lot like Sam, Butterbur seems to really jump quick to, oh, Gandalf's gonna turn me into something. You never see Gandalf do anything like that to anybody ever.
1: But maybe there are tall tales, rumors. (laughs) Who knows? He's a wizard, you know?
0: He'll turn me into a toad. He'll turn me into a block of wood. <laughs> and Frodo basically accidentally admits that his right name is Baggins. And he didn't keep, mean to keep the letter back... And he's afraid of what Gandalf will say if harm comes of it. But he couldn't find anybody willing to go to the Shire. And he couldn't send any of his own folk, which I guess mean the two hobbits that work there also. And he eventually, you know, was so busy and he forgot. But if there's any help he can do now, he'll give it. And... And Gandalf had said this friend of his is from the Shire and he may be coming this way before long him and another He'll be calling himself Underhill But don't ask him any questions But he may be in trouble and he may need help if Gandalf isn't with him and to do whatever he can for him So there he is and the trouble isn't far off and Frodo questions that and um, the landlord said it's <laughs> yeah the um the black riders. Yeah, he calls them black men, which they're not. They're wearing black cloaks.
1: Well, I think that was what he was referring to.
0: And they've come looking for Baggins and all the dogs were going crazy and the geese were going crazy. So all the animals are afraid and Nob saw two of them. Asking about baggins and his hair was all standing on end. And that Ranger Strider, he's been asking questions too and tried to get in here to see you. And Strider comes into the light and is like, Oh, you would save trouble if you'd let me in. So you can. See Parliament doesn't trust Strider at all yeah yeah he's a he's a sketchy ranger from the wild,
1: right then he get, he he didn't know what the contents of the letter was
0: no well, I guess good on him not reading it <laughs> and and Photo says that Strider came to offer his help. Um Butterbur says, you know, you know your own business, but if he was in his position he wouldn't take up with a ranger. And Strider who <laughs> so would you take up with a fat innkeeper who only remembers his own name because people shout at him all day and they can't stay in the pony forever? They can't go home and they have a long road before them and they need somebody who will go with them and protect them from the Black Riders. And Butterbur is like, no, I can't leave Bree. But still, you know, he thinks that Frodo should stay there and just keep quiet till this is all past.
1: I mean, that's nice of him to offer, but.
0: It's not realistic. It's it,
1: not going to pass, you know.
0: And. Frodo says that he fears where they come from and before he can finish Strider says that they came from Mordor if that means anything to Barlaman and he apparently does know the name and turns pale, says that's the worst news that has come to Bree in his time. And Butterbur will do what he can to help, but there's not much he can do against something like that as Strider puts it the shadow in the east so they'll they'll stay the night and it won't get in the pony so easy, which Uh, we'll see how well that goes. And I'll have breakfast ready at 6.30. And they'll send Nob looking out for Mary, who still hasn't come back yet.
1: Now, refresh my memory, what was Mary
0: doing? Going out for a walk in fresh air. Ah,
1: yeah. Not a good idea, either.
0: So, while they're waiting, the letter is opened, and it was sent mid-year's day, shire year 1418, meaning... The letter was written in, I don't want to do all the math connecting it up with Shire Months, but I'm going to say late June,
1: and it's fall now. And 1418, when they start counting, I mean, what, how did that year come about? (laughs)
0: So the second, I believe that would be counting from the beginning of the second age, which would be like the ending of the second age would be when Sauron fell in battle. You should put that at, um, 1,418 years before then. You looking it up?
1: Middle Earth ages timelines, I guess. I don't know.
0: You now, in the in the letter, Gandalf says that bad news has reached him, and he must be off at once. And he needs to leave back, and Frodo needs to leave Bag End soon and get out of the Shire before the end of July at the latest. And he will return as soon as he can, and follow him if he finds that Frodo is gone already. And he should leave a message at the Prancing Pony if he passes through Bree and he can trust the landlord Butterbur and he may meet a friend of his on the road a man lean dark tall by some called Strider and he knows our business and will help you to make for Rivendell hopes that he'll meet again and if he doesn't come then Elrond will advise him and then there's a PS do not use it again not for any reason whatsoever do not travel by night And P.P.S., make sure it is the real Strider. There are many strange men on the roads. His true name is Aragorn. And then there's a poem. All that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes a fire shall be woken. A light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. And then P.P.P.S., I hope Butterbur sends this promptly. A worthy man, but his memory is like a lumber room. Things wanted always buried. If he forgets, I shall roast him. Farewell. And then it's signed in Gandalf's uh, symbol.
1: Right. Well, I guess Butterbur's in for a roasting. (laughs) So there you have...
0: Even if you're not a Tolkien reader, you've probably seen some version of the Not All Those Who Wander Are Lost, generally has the those left out. Not All Who Wander Are Lost. It's a popular bumper sticker, put it on a t-shirt, tattoo. Something, something you like, road trips. Uh, Mm -hmm. So this is the origin
1: Tattoo the whole thing. That's a bit of a sizable one.
0: And Frodo read the letter to himself. He passed it to Pippin and Sam. Which is probably... Well, if they find out that Strider's real name is Aragorn, right in front of Strider, if this hadn't been the real Strider, couldn't he have just been, yeah, Aragorn? That's me. Uh- yeah.
1: So, <laughs> well, did Strider know about the Underhill part? I mean, he was looking for
0: Baggins. He was looking for Baggins, and he overheard Baggins talking about going by Underhill. Yeah. And Frodo was like, why wouldn't you tell... To Strider, why didn't you tell me you again, those friend at once? Because it would have saved time. And Strider says, he wouldn't... Would you really have believed me? He didn't know anything of this letter, and for all he knew, he had to persuade them to trust him without any proof, and he didn't intend to tell all about himself either, because he had to make sure he could trust them, and weren't a trap set for him by the enemy. And as soon as he'd made up his mind about them, he was ready to tell them whatever they asked. But he'd hoped that they would um, take to him for his own sake because a hunted man sometimes wearies of distrust and longs for friendship. But there he believes his looks are against him. And Pippin is like they are at first sight, anyway. Handsome is as handsome does, as they say in the Shire, and he dare says that um, they'll look that way too after um, days of travel and um, lying in hedges and ditches. And Shrider is saying it's going to take more than days or weeks or even years to look like him. And they would die first unless they're... ...made of sterner stuff than they look to be. Sam still isn't convinced. He thinks, you know, you didn't mention Gandalf until the letter. And he could be a play-acting spy. And he might have even killed the real Strider and taken his clothes. And what does he have to say to that... And Sh- and Strider's response is that you are a stout fellow, and he is afraid that his only answer is that if he had actually killed the real Strider, he could kill him also without having this whole conversation. And if he was really after the ring, he could have taken it now. And he throws back his cloak and um, grabs for the hilt of his sword, which is broken. Yeah. And then he's like, I am the real Strider, fortunately, and smiles at them. Am I am Aragorn, son of Aerithorne, and if by life or death I can save you, I will. Now, what I did not catch is whether he heard out loud in any way the bit about, um, the real name before then. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like the intention is no. But then why all this stuff about him not... Mentioning being Gandalf's friend until after the letter was read. Yeah. And Frodo says that he did believe he was a friend before the letter came. At least he wanted to. even though he frightened him, he never frightened him in the way servants of the enemy would, as he imagines. And he thinks that one of his... Spies would seem fairer And feel fouler And um, Strider's reaction is Oh I look foul and fear feel fair Is that it All that is gold does not glitter Not all those who wander are lost Yeah Strider has Kind of this sort of dry sense of humor Yeah And Frodo asks him if the verses apply to him because he didn't know what they were in Gandalf's letter and if he's never seen it. And Aragorn says that he doesn't know but he is Aragorn and those verses go with that name. I don't see how he cannot know and also say the verses go with his name. And he pulls out the sword, shows that it's broken a foot below the hilt and says that the time is near when it shall be forged anew. Now we already had the discussion, well why didn't he get himself a functional sword while he's waiting for fixing that?
1: Yeah. And
0: for that matter why didn't he fix it already? Right. It's not like he doesn't have plenty of access to go see his elven friends and Mm -hmm. Um, they're smiths I realize it's some kind of destiny thing but um let's pretend this isn't a story with a pre-outlined plot you've got a broken sword you know people who can fix it why is he waiting
1: right
0: And uh little side note, there's a little cartoon meme. It's not really very flattering to either book series, but comparing Aragorn to Martin the Warrior and his broken sword and quest Yeah it's an interesting parallel loosely. Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with that character, um, he's a, uh, legendary figure from the Red Wall series by Brian Jakes. He's a mouse. Yeah. And has a broken sword and, um, doesn't throw it away because it's his father's sword. And eventually has a quest that involves taking it to somebody who can put a new blade on it. I mean, I'm not giving you all the spoilers because we haven't covered that book yet. The second Redwall book where that's... So at that point, they are, you know, pretty decided on accepting Aragorn as a guide. But they're still going to have to get out of Bree. Not not bothered by anyone and hopefully not noticed either. And he knows a couple of ways out of Bree land other than the main road. And if they're... Not... If they shake off any pursuit he wants to make for Weathertop. Which is... A hill north of the road that's about halfway between there and Rivendell. Really wide view from the top. And then after Weathertop, the journey will become more dangerous and more difficult. Now I have to choose between different dangers. Frodo asked him when he um, last saw Gandalf and does he know where he is or what he is doing... Strider doesn't know, he came west with him in the spring, and he had often kept watch on the borders of the Shire in the last few years when he was busy elsewhere because he seldom left it unguarded. And they last met on the 1st of May at the Sarn Forge down the Brandywine. And that if his business with Frodo went well, that they would be starting for Rivendell in the last week of September. And because Schreider thought Gandalf was with Frodo, he went away on a journey of his own. And wasn't not around to help with whatever trouble Gandalf had gotten into
1: yeah
0: so about this watching the borders of the Shire, apparently these Rangers do watch the borders of the Shire and um, I guess keep some real the uh, really dangerous stuff out of it. I mean yeah the sh- and I don't have a whole lot of details on that or even why they're doing this. I mean, what do they have to do with the Shire? Would all of them really do this out of the goodness of their hearts? I mean, Aragorn probably would, but all of them?
1: If they're under orders. (laughs) I don't know,
0: that's... And the Shire has its own boundaries, but you're talking like a hobbit with a stick. You know, that's... There's only so much that's going to be... I'm scared off by that.
1: Right.
0: Apparently tidings had gone around that Gandalf was missing and that the horsemen had been seen, and the Elven folk of Gildor told him this and later told him that he had that the Hobbits had left their home, but there was no news of their leaving Buckland. Well that's because they took that Old Forest uh, shortcut. I'm making big air quotes with my fingers while I'm saying this but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah G- <laughs> Frodo told Gildor stuff about their quest and Gildor did spread it. Um, It sounds like he didn't spread it anywhere bad but he certainly talked.
1: Yeah. Well the thing about spreading something anywhere is you can. It's like the rumors, you know. You you, you say something somewhere, and then, that person says something to someone, and that person says something to someone, and it may not fall onto bad ears to start with, but, you know, the loose lips sink loose chips. lips sink ships. Yes.
0: And Frodo asked if he thinks the Black Riders have anything to do with Gandalf's absence. And Strider can't think of anything else that could have hindered him except the enemy himself. But not to give up hope because Gandalf is greater than you Shire folk know. And as a rule, they only see his jokes and toys. And I guess that would mean, like, his fireworks. Mm-hmm. like His actual magic is a lot more powerful than, you know, whatever, you know, fun stuff he displays for parties. The
1: fireworks are party tricks. Right. It's...
0: And this business of ours will be his greatest task. And Pippin just wants to go to bed. He's tired. And... He's still, Mary hasn't come back yet and he really doesn't want to have to go out in the dark to look for him. But just then, um, Mary does come in with Nob. And he has seen the Black Riders. Because when he was going out for a stroll... You got just outside of the light of the lamp. He was looking at the stars, and suddenly he felt like something was like creeping near him. And there was a space where the shadows were even darker. And it slid away into the dark without making a sound. It didn't have a horse. And then he, and then uh, when Strider asked which way did it go, Mary is startled at first because he didn't have. This whole talk with Strider. He wasn't there for it. And then Frodo's just like, this is one of Gandalf's friends. He'll explain later. So Merry continues how it seemed to make off up the road eastward, and he tried to follow it, which uh, was brave but stupid. Right. And it vanished almost at once. And he went around the corner and as far on as the last house on the road. Um, then, uh, Strider says, you have a stout heart, but it was foolish, so, uh, almost what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Mary says that he wasn't being brave or silly, he couldn't help himself, he was drawn somehow. And then he heard voices that were by the hedge and... One was muttering and the other was whispering or hissing and he couldn't hear any of what was said and he began to tremble and then he felt terrified and was going to run away but then he fell over. And that was how Nob found him when he came with the lantern and found Mary appearing to be asleep. and when Mary wakes up after he's shaken he thought says that he thought he had fallen into deep water and then he got up and like ran back for the inn like a hare as its part and he thinks that he had a really bad dream and <coughs> doesn't know what came over him and Strider says he does it's the black breath uh, they don't give any explanation of that here. There will be more... All the way in the third book.
1: Right. But... Just the description of... What came over him... Says a bit right there.
0: That, yeah, just like being too close to the... Um, the writers... He followed them... Basically against his will... So there's some kind of like mesmerizing or or something. Sort of something. And also, it made him pass out and wake up feeling like he's been in deep water. Right. Now, what's not explained, not ever, this isn't even a spoiler. Why does this have... Why does this only affect some people who got close to it? Like, the the guy that... um The black writer is having a discussion with. He was really close. How come he's not getting black-breathed by it? I,
1: well, maybe it's something they control. Like, okay, like, say I'm talking with you right now. But what if I went... You know... <laughs> I I I just think there's, there's somehow they they have some kind of control, like like a snake. If you want to give an example, a snake can give you a full dose of venom, or well, none, or have a dry bite.
0: And uh, yes, the snake actually uh, does control this. Um,
1: I can only think it's something similar.
0: (laughs) And, yes, um, the depiction of these black riders and, like, some of the, like, fear-related effects they have and, like, animals. There are certain, like, loosely similar type creatures in various fantasy that generally came out after Tolkien whether it's coincidental or not. um, People have compared the Dementors from Harry Potter,
1: um,
0: the White Walkers from Game of Thrones. I mean, they're all their own distinct things, but they kind of have some of this stuff kind of vaguely... And uh, I don't know what... I don't know what things from whatever folklore before Tolkien came along... ...were like this, also. Uh, Strider thinks that... ...writers were talking to Bill Fernie. Don't know how they knew it was him, other than maybe the location.
1: Well, also, maybe... ...his reputation.
0: Yeah and probably that southerner was a spy also and something might even happen in the night before they leave Bree. mary wonders if they will attack the inn strider thinks they won't because um not all of them are here yet don't know why strider just says say there's nine of them come on why is he holding back there are nine But this isn't their way. In dark and loneliness they are strongest. They will not openly attack a house where there are lights and many people. Not until they are desperate. Not while all the long leagues of Eriador still lie before us. And their power is in terror. And already some and Bree are in their clutch. And they will drive these wretches to do some evil work. Fernie and some of the strangers and maybe the gatekeeper too. And they had words with Harry at the west gate. On Monday, that will be Harry Goatleaf. He was watching them, and Harry was um, white and shaking when they left him. And photos, it's so all we got enemies all around. What are they going to do? They're going to st- stay here, not go to their rooms, because they're going to know which rooms they are, because they're Hobbit rooms.
1: Now, I, I have a question. Who's saying that line right there?
0: It's uh Strider,
1: okay, even though Strider didn't think they would come in the night't you know, you're
0: you're right i I'm not sure who is saying that line
1: because like it seems
0: too sure about what they're doing to be Butterbur, but Strider just said that they're well. not going to come in the night.
1: Yet, they're taking precautions and not going to their sleeping rooms. Um,
0: I still think it's Strider, but...
1: So maybe he changed his mind?
0: I think he's just trying to cover all of his... Yeah. ...basis about what could happen. Right. So they're not going to stay... In the Hobbit rooms. They're going to stay together and bar the window and the door, and they're going to get Knob um, to go get their bags. And while Strider is doing this, Frodo gives a quick explanation to Mary about all of this. Knob brings their stuff, and also he ruffled up their clothes and put a bolster down the middle of each bed and put a woolen mat up at the pillar area to make it look like it's Frodo's hair, you know, sleeping in the bed. Right. That's the oldest joke. Like, that happened in the Bible. Um, David, as in King David, was on the run and, uh, his, uh, one of his wives puts the I don't know if he had any others yet
1: yeah
0: (laughs) puts the like something under the blanket and something at the head I told you it's the oldest joke
1: yeah oh people still do that don't want to be noticed being gone just make the bed (laughs) look like there's still somebody in it
0: And Pippin, there's all that's very lifelike, but what's gonna happen once they figure out it's a disguise? And um, Strider says, "We shall see." That that's kind of his catchphrase almost. "We shall see."
1: Yeah, because he doesn't. Know. And it,
0: it's even more prominent in the um, the animated mm. version. He, like, "We shall see." <laughs> and they hope to hold the fort till morning. They put a low chair against the door, like that's gonna do anything. Shut the window. Frodo looks out at the clear night and the stars. Um, there's a note of one called the Sickle, which is the hobbit's name for the plow or the great bear. So Ursa Major, uh-huh. the Big Dipper. They call it the sickle. They close and bar the windows. Build Strider builds up the fire, blows out the candles. And the hobbits all get on their blankets like on the floor near the hearth and Strider sits in the chair against the door which okay, that might actually help a little bit, but And Mary is still chuckling about the cow jumping over the moon from, uh, Frodo's, uh, song. Yeah. Very ridiculous of you, Frodo, but I wish I had been there to see. The worthies of Brie will be discussing it a hundred years hence. Which Strider says, I hope so, and... They'll go quiet and go to sleep. And by a hope so from Strider, I assume he means there will still be a Brie a hundred years hence for right. people to be discussing Frodo's ridiculous uh, actions. Right. And that is the end of the chapter.
1: So this whole chapter takes place in less than uh, just part of a day. Yes. part of the day and except for for one of them in one room.
0: And it introduces both um, Strider and um, this in the chapter before it introduced the Rangers. It still doesn't fully explain who they are. Like should I or should I wait till it actually comes up and I'd wait.
1: I don't know, it's up to you, but I I mean
0: I already did say Strider is descended from um Elendil over a thousand years ago. Yeah. So uh otherwise yeah I'll wait. I'm not exactly sure... This whole bit about... Oh, the black riders They're not going to try to force their way into an inn... Because they're... You know, more powerful alone and in the dark and... I mean, yes... But they've journeyed this long to get a hold of Frodo... And the inn's full of... Pretty much... Probably not especially armed... Country bumpkin types. You. It well, doesn't.
1: Don't want to give anything away, but certainly the next chapter says something about that.
0: Great, I just uh, dropped a red wall bad guyism. Country bumpkin. <laughs> Says like however many uh, vermin warlords that want to get into the mouse abbey (laughs) it just doesn't seem like the sort of thing where the black riders will be like oh this is unpleasant for us we'll hold off on this very long journey that we made because somebody might have candles and people here (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh can i do a shout out to one of our listeners sure um it's to uh ellie she's one of our listeners and uh like to say uh, give a shout out to her and brian who uh who did be getting married before too long and just say we hope it all goes well for them and uh Thank you for listening. And also,
0: our listener, Kenny Plank, who you may see as Clarence Plank on his um, published content. He's still doing poetry, and he has a second um, children's children's book. I'm sorry, what was the title on the second one, the Penguin one? Yeah, I I think it's called
1: The Penguins. Um... Let's see.
0: His first one was um, the dance at the blueberry ball.
1: Right. You could probably find it faster than me.
0: Hang on a second. So yes, his um, newest children's book, Life of Penguins, Ah, and um, if you want to find that or any of his poetry books, um, they will be under Clarence Plank on Amazon, and I recommend you go check them out. He's a good friend of ours.
1: He's a good friend, and he's been writing poetry a long time. He's new to children's books, but he's doing really well with that as well. And he's, all in all, a good guy.
0: And our next chapter of Fellowship of the Ring will be Chapter 11, A Knife in the Dark. Ooh, ominous. Mm. And we will still be doing more Primal, more Game of Thrones. And I know we never get around to actually doing this, but they animated Ralph Bakshi, Lord of the Rings.
1: Oh, we'll get around to all and, those things. And Bill, all this it works around work schedules. And, and that yeah, of thing. Bill
0: wants in on this. He's a Bakshi fan of you know his other films too. So stay tuned for those. Thank you for listening to Cast It Into the Fire Podcast and have a good day.
1: Bye.